0: <laughs> oh yeah baby i like that i like that a lot oh yes oh yes hey everybody welcome to big dog Ball. that
1: was off that was my least favorite one that's gonna give me nightmares what I, i'm sure i'm not alone what? with that one what that, that what you just did
0: i didn't do listen- that was my roommate
1: oh what's his name
0: esteban oh nice but it's, felt, uh, it's got a squiggly line. Uh, apologies to the uh, Latino community. Uh,
1: uh, I, I actually feel like maybe, I don't even know what that's called. I, I, want, I went I yeah, want to go Yeah, and
0: you date a Latino woman.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out and get back to you. I'm not sure what it's called. Definitely not an umlaut, though. Uh, that's my nope. German coming out. Yeah,
0: that, that, that I can pronounce well. I know that <laughs> yeah. well. almost too well uh oh boy. everybody welcome to big dog ball talk uh we like to talk basketball sometimes we like talk uh what, what, talk what is dirty that? talk dirty talk dirty Sounds yeah like. talk dirty Sounds talk like. uh well what 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 is is that I and mean, yeah maybe i'm showing my my idiocy here uh again I have, I have a degree in sport media so uh, <laughs> take that as you will um but what what is that is that's not is that punctuation or it's an accent i guess it's an accent
1: uh, I, yeah, I, I guess so. Cause yeah, that's, that's what it's is. Is. in French. The lines, the yeah. accentigu, accent grave. You remember those, Matt?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that's my only point of reference. Is they you know that yeah. failed, horrible public school education for French that had. We we're we, we I'm trying to think who I was talking to about it. Uh, but I, I mean, I've had this conversation multiple times. I'm sure you've had it as well. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny, you know, that people again, anyone listening outside of uh, Canada right now. Uh, maybe this will be news to you. <laughs> uh not everybody speaks french i would probably say like maybe 15 percent of the population in canada speaks french outside of quebec and even inside quebec not many people speak french
1: yeah well i mean i've, I've done some because I, I i worked in northern quebec for a bit and there's still pockets like it's kind of surprising of pe- places in quebec where like you talk to them in english and they literally have no idea what the hell you're saying but that's yeah, usually yeah. pretty rural quebec and yeah like in montreal and stuff everyone speaks english there's there's a heavy like,
0: Quebecois like influence over in Ottawa too. I don't know yeah, what, where yeah. that came from, but there is like this little like sectors. Cause I used to, when I worked at the hockey all fame, shout out to anyone listening from the hockey all fame. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they used to get all the, you know, people coming in from Quebec, which we, uh, we could tell uh, yeah, yeah. usually cause they get mad. The second I said, I don't speak French. Um, <laughs> but on the other side of it, uh, they, you know, we get these random people. There was always Ottawa and it's like, Oh, why don't you speak French? And it's like, Man, why don't you speak English? What are you What are you talking about? What What, what are we having this conversation for, man? Go look at the uh, Bobby Orr exhibit and get out of my face. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, everybody, just to get back on track, uh, big dog ball talk. We're going to be talking about. We uh, can all. translate
1: our episodes into French though True. at some point. Yeah,
0: okay. eventually. Uh, yeah. At tabernac uh, is uh, is mes amis uh, uh, entre bugelet uh, ou toilette. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's much all I know. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, a lot going on in the NBA world right now. Uh, most importantly, me and Jordan released our all-time position rankings uh, in NBA history. If you haven't watched it or listened yet, go check it out. Go check it's, it um, out. Banger. Uh, almost two hours, so you got a lot of content to wade through there, uh, yep. ranking our top five in each position. But right now, uh, as we are, are looking at the current day NBA, uh, the Indiana Pacers kind of coming out of uh, the woodworks and they finally, we've, we've talked with us on the pod in passing. Uh, they've come out and, you know, announced that their, their big three, uh, maybe not their big three, but uh, three of their biggest players uh, yep. are now available via trade. And that's uh, Karis LaVert, Miles Turner, and Dewanis Sabonis. So, Jordan, I mean, between those three, just to kick it off, who do you think is going to be getting the most trade value? Because, I mean, all three of them, very different styles of players, but all three, tons of potential and have really shown uh, some flashes that, you know, they could be very impactful on winning teams.
1: Yeah. uh, When it comes to Levert, uh, it's hard to tell what his value is right now because he's not really been playing that well, and he's had kind of a a long-ish injury history here already, He's even though his career has not been very long. Um, he, he's still intriguing though. Like wh- that, that series, when Brooklyn snuck in to the playoffs, uh, before Katie and Kyrie came, um, I think that was the bubble
0: year when they got swept by the bubble rap? year.
1: Oh yeah, it was no Kate. Right. Katie and Kyrie were there. They just weren't playing. Um, but, uh, Levert went off in that series, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and pl- played really well showed, showed sort of, you know, what he could be as a six, six. Uh, shooting guard with good size. You could shoot shoot the ball from deep, shoot from the mid range.
0: And probably playmaking in him. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably, in my opinion, one of the better playmaking two guards in the league. Like, yeah. I thought you could play point guard if you really needed him to.
1: Yeah, and he was showing that he was playing in the pick and roll. He can he can pass it really well and uh, a pretty good defender too. It's just he he's not very consistent and and yeah, especially this year um, when he's played, it just just not been very good. Um, on a team where he kind of has all the opportunity to, to play, you know, fill, fill that two guard role. But a lot of times um, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on their new head coach. What's his name? Uh, uh, Carlisle. Carlisle, Rick Carlisle. Carlisle often goes with uh, Duarte over him uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot yep. of the time. And uh,
0: gives a little bit more depth from shoot uh, from range, you know, he, he's yes, definitely yeah. a bit more of a shooter and I guess he's a little bit younger. I mean, Oh yeah. 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 Levert's old. I believe he's only about 26, maybe 27. Uh, yeah. so definitely not a young guy by any means, but yeah, I think that maybe the injuries piling up, uh, he just doesn't really want to bother, uh, for with it at this point.
1: For sure. And like, and so, you know, e- even with all that said, I think there's someone who would, um, you know, uh, under the right circumstances trade for him. He, he, he's, he's on an okay contract right now. And, um, it, it just depends what your needs are. Um, mm-hmm. and when it, when it comes to the two big guys, uh, I it's, it's really interesting to me thinking about who would garner more value. Cause I think, they're each valuable in different ways. Obviously, I'm a Miles Turner guy. You're a Sabonis guy. Um, but uh, I, th- I think the reason we're kind of split on that when we tend to agree a lot of the time is that it, it just kind of comes down to what's your cup of tea and, and what do you like better on the basketball court. Like, because sure, uh, yeah. they're 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 very different. And you know that we've seen the experiment in Indiana now. I, I don't think they complement each other enough no. to justify I, playing together. I think, I think they actually take away.
0: I think it's a conversation we've had for years that, we're yeah, saying that again, like we're a different opinion on who's better, but I think we both agreed though that that's never worked and it was never going to work ever since Indy got Sabonis.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it, I, I'm glad that Indiana's finally um, thinking about moving off of one of them because I think it's just going to allow whoever they keep, uh, if they do keep one to, to absorb a bigger role and just play better. And Mm -hmm. Miles Turner said that he came out and just had a quote saying, you know, he, he feels just like a glorified role player and uh, sort of he quasi kind of demanded a trade there a little bit, or, or is saying, you know, he'd be happier somewhere else unless they're going to up his role there. So, um, you know, you think maybe based on those comments uh, you know, he'll be traded, but, but I think you're right. It'll be, it'll just depend from the Pacer side of things uh, who's willing to give up more um, you know, f- f- for Turner. And I think if you're a team that kind of already has your, um, uh, already has your offensive, uh, sort of structure in place, Turner mm-hmm. might be more attractive to you because he can kind of anchor a defense, uh, and, and play sort of a, a, as a role player offensively. Uh, but if you're looking for a more offensive, you know, punch and firepower, then you'd probably go with Onus because, you know, he, he, he's got, uh, you know, the mid-range bag. He could play in the post a little bit. He's a hell of a passer and just more of a polished offensive player. So it's really about yeah. what you can get. So I'm interested to see um, of the teams interested in one of those two guys, like which way, which direction they go. But I, I'm glad Indiana's finally, uh, you know, uh, all signs are pointing to th- that they are going to let one of these guys go. And I, th- I think it's, that's, that's just better for everyone.
0: Well, and, and I will say this going, uh, there's two, two points. I mean, Sabonis is already an all-star, uh, yep. player. So I think that, you know, technically when you look at it, you know, he's got the, the better track record. Not that that that's yep. literally all he's got. I think over Turner is one all-star appearance, but I mean, Hey, not a lot of guys make an all-star appearance. I uh, only get uh, 13 guys every year. Andrew
1: guys. Wiggins.
0: Hey, he's getting there one day.
1: May, might be this all-star year.
0: Starter, maybe all-star MVP. Who knows? Maybe MVP oh, of the league. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, it's baby steps. He's still young um but uh Only 22 yeah or something like that i, I mean <laughs> he's maple jordan man uh but when we're talking about uh you know sabonis and turner it's it's just what i think that turner's comments kind of i uh, maybe again maybe i'm reading into this he kind of knows he's going to be the one out i think he kind of feels yeah. from the management he feels just from cuz again he would know better than us he's there yep. he lives it uh you could probably tell that they're kind of more wanting to build around Sabonis. Cause again, I just think that if you were going to build around one of the two, it makes more sense to build around the guy who can score, he can pass. And you can he can, he's got the size to kind of play a little bit of defense. Obviously he, he's kind yeah, of yeah. like the poor man's joker at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what Sabonis has been for a bit. Whereas then you have miles Turner who, yeah, he's, he's a great rim protector and he's can stretch the floor decently. But I mean, you know, he's going to average, you know, your uh, maybe an, an 11 and 10, uh, in like a couple blocks, like he, he he's a good complimentary guy. Like again, I think yeah. he's a he's a perfect kind of like a, almost like a Jaron Jackson Jr. Same kind of uh, kind of player yeah. uh, can be a difference maker, can be an impact player, but you know he's not going to be uh, a star in your team. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that if the lower risk would be to trade Turner, but I mean you if you want to go full rebuild, maybe moving Sabonis is the better idea, and then you can really get some more assets for him. Uh, yeah, but as we're talking about that, Jordan and I both have some mock trades pulled up uh, right. for these guys. And Jordan, I, I do want to, you want to, sh- did you do one? I did one for each guy. I did one for each player. How many did you Okay. Do?
1: I, 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 I think all my players are, yeah, I, I have one for each player, but I have some kind of random ones in here too. Okay.
0: So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll try um, and rifle through them. Do you want to start off with one of years? Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. You want to go back and forth or do you want to do sure. groups of each? We'll go back sure, and forth. Okay. Go back and forth. Yeah. Cool. Um, OK, so I actually uh, I, I'm thinking about what what's best for Indiana and other kind of struggling teams, like two teams likely to make a trade with each other. Um, and I know this hasn't come out. I know the Pacers are really high on Brogdon and all signs are that they're keeping him. Yeah, but right. but if they do go sort of the direction of major re- rebuild slash teardown, Brogdon could be on the way out too. like he's he's not a young guy anymore himself. He's he's going to be 30 soon. Sure. Um, or maybe 29 this year they did just lock him up to uh, an extension i think it was a couple of years so he's not actually eligible to be to be traded yet but i think midway through this month like a lot of players he will be uh, as far as i know like uh those think guys on the
0: next is the day that all recent yeah. players yeah
1: exactly so so i wasn't able to the trade machine wasn't able to to confirm this for me but i matched the salaries so i'll throw this yeah, one at you
0: are you using the the, the espn one man you got to get on fanspo
1: Oh, is there a different one? Why don't you even know one you
0: can trade picks and everything too, man. It's sick. And then you can Uh, community unity one. It's the real deal. Fans, both. You get the way to go, man.
1: Okay. uh, I'll take your word for it right now. Yeah. I, all I know is the ESPN trade, trade machine. It's, it's that is the
0: goat though. That is the, the OG, (laughs) it is the OG,
1: but okay. So, um, and, and, uh, so I'm talking about Brogdon here. He's going to be the sort of center point of this trade and we're going to get to, Uh, the Mavericks down the line in this podcast, because they're also a team that's struggling right now. So uh, this is a trade between those two. So Brogdon and Brissett for Hardaway Jr. and Brunson. And picks from either side, probably going to have to come from the Mavs to the Pacers, because I think Brogdon's by far the best player in this trade.
0: Yeah, the Mavericks would have to probably cough up a couple picks there. Yeah, uh, if they were going to get Brogdon. but I do like, you know, I, and I think that that was something that was rumored at one point was Brogdon to play in Dallas. I know, I don't know if it was of a trade or if, uh, yeah. that was a rumor at one point. And again, I mean, that would be a perfect fit. You have another great playmaker and of course, like a sharpshooter to put next he just to fits
1: perfectly next to Luka, yeah. Like absolutely. perfect. I think, I think literally of all the players uh, point guards in the league, uh, you know, it, unless you're talking like untouchable guys, like drew holiday or something like Brogdon, yeah. um, uh, yeah, he would just for, fit perfectly next to Luca. Um, and then, you know, the, the, uh, the Pacers, they'd have Hardaway junior and, and Brunson coming in and Brunson is a, a pretty serviceable, uh, point guard. Like he, he, for sure, he, yeah. he, when he, when he can actually have the ball in his hands, he can do some things. And I think, uh, Luca has that responsibility so much of the time in Dallas. Um, and I think it's kind of taking away from what Brunson can do ultimately. Um, and then, you know, if you're Indiana, you get Hardaway junior, who's a really good shooter and, uh, Brunson to sort of pair with, um, uh uh what's his name uh I'm, I'm i'm slow today who are we talking about uh sabonis <laughs> assume, assuming assuming he's he's still there um but what you know whatever good players you still have in indiana i think you know hardaway jr and brunson could uh you know complement that that sort of series of yeah. players and then brogdon and brissett you know you know they're they're they would be great additions uh to the Mavs. like i i think this is a trade where um you know, you'd really have to coax Indiana into doing it because I don't think they're getting as much of an upside as as the Mavs. But you know, if, if you could convince Indiana to do it for the Mavs, I think that would be a huge win.
0: Well, I'm gonna throw out my uh, Mavericks involvement trade. Uh, oh, here we go. Here. Uh, but this is a three-team trade, and I think you're gonna like it. Uh, I think you're gonna like it a lot, actually. Uh, so in this trade, wait, I
1: think you, I think we might have the exact same trade. I think we might have the way you're talking about. This, yeah.
0: So This trade, I've got uh, is the Reggie- third team
1: the Toronto Raptors?
0: Yes, it is. So, I've got <laughs> Reggie Bullock and Miles Turner going to the yeah. Raptors. Uh, the Pacers would get Chris Boucher, Maxi Cleaver, and the Raptors 2022 first round pick, unprotected by uh, but to, to say that too. Kay. Uh, and then the Mavericks would get Goran Dragic, Zvi Mihailik, and Ache Brissett. Uh, and I actually I again, I don't think this trade would happen. I think there's a couple of things that would need to move around here. Uh, can, can, again. can
1: you, can you at some point just list which, which team, like, uh, everyone going to each team again, just team by team?
0: Sure, sure. So the Raptors get Bullock and Turner. The okay, I love it. get Boucher, Kleber, 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 and the 2022 first round pick for the Raptors. Oh, okay. And then the Mavericks get Drogic, Luke, and a I
1: actually. I, I think that's pretty good uh, for everyone.
0: Yeah, uh, I do too. I mean, O'Shaver said, I think, again, you ha- uh, like, I think he would be amazing with the Mavericks, kind of a positionless player, to be honest. Yeah. Stretch the floor well, can play down low. Uh, they lose Reggie Bullock, who hasn't been playing amazing uh, oh, so far in his short shit. time there. Uh, so, you know, the Raptors and the Mavericks kind of swap uh, disgruntled shooters. because uh, yeah. He has been pretty bad as of late uh, for the Raps. And then Dragic gets to go play as a Sylvanian brother. Uh, he'll yeah. feel a little bit better there. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Raptors have to give up that first round pick that will likely be, uh, in the lottery, you know, close to that top 10, uh, pick range. Uh, and then they, but they get to pawn off Chris Boucher and then they end up getting miles Turner. And then just to make the money work, uh, Cleba gets traded, but I mean, he's kind of backing up Dwight Powell right now. Uh, and O'Shea set could easily take away some of Kleba's minutes. Uh, yeah. not too much of a size difference there. can both shoot the three, obviously, you know, Kleba a bit better shooter, but, uh, yeah, that, that's my, my three team trade there. Uh, and, and again, I think that yeah, you would probably might have to play around with it a little bit more, but just on the baseline of it, I mean, I think the Pacers, you know, they're they're going to be worse. They get the future, and I mean, you got Boucher and Kleba. You know, they, they they're serviceable, they're veterans, they could help you yeah, out yeah. still. So. And again, I think Boucher and Sabonis could work decently.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I, I that's what I was thinking too. Like picturing Sabonis and Boucher together, and I think I more, think I mean, work- if
0: that, if they want to start Boucher, I mean, it would make more. They could go True. they could go crazy and just start Goga.
1: That, that's true uh, or or so I, I honestly want to see a team where sabonis just plays the five and then you kind of surround him with more uh you know guys who could stretch the floor plus brogdon well, so, they can run that pick and, so yeah so that you can run that brogdon sabonis pick and roll which works really well and then you just you know spread it out with shooters mm-hmm. um because you know you mentioned sabonis is kind of like a poor man's joker uh you know if you you want to sort of take advantage of sabonis's passing i i think you know trying out a team like that would work really well and then You could maybe just bring Boucher off the bench. He could be your backup uh, center, or play next to him when you want to play big, sort of thing.
0: And on the last side of that, uh, I mean, people have been wanting Miles Turner to the Raptors. I mean, anyone who knows Raptors knows that people have been wanting. Like again, Jordan is the poster boy for it. People have been. Oh,
1: give it, give him, give 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 him to me, because then Matt, you'll have to like him.
0: Yeah, uh, but again, again, I'm not a big Miles Turner fan, but he would be a absolute fucking perfect fit he'd be the perfect he would be every
1: every trade ma- every trade machine uh like trade i've i've put in that has put turner to the raptors has upped the raptors projected win total by so much just that's how sorely like lacking the center position is with the raptors right now it,
0: yeah he would, they've been like that since marcus all left
1: oh yeah yeah because i guess
0: at baka you could even yeah, say like it's been bad it's been yeah. fucking bad
1: it's it's been horrible like aaron baines uh you know was was the lowest of the low but um, yeah, I to, Turner to, to the Raptors in any capacity I love. And I, I, I have the, I have a three team, uh, Mavs Raptors and, uh, Pacers trade as well. It's slightly different. Um, so the Mavs would get Drogic. Okay. The Raptors would just get Turner straight up and the Pacers would just get Powell and Kleber. Now that someone would have to send the Pacers a pick obviously. Cause yeah. Cause they're just getting Powell and Kleber for probably the for, Raptors. For, yeah. For, yeah. for miles Turner, which, which, you know, is, isn't the best return. But Powell is a good center and you could play him, I think theoretically next to uh, a still, if that's still the route you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Cleve is actually really good. Like uh, he, he, he can stretch the floor. He's a big body and he can actually defend really well. You know, when he's on, he's, he's kind of been struggling and he's been hurt himself as far as I know yeah. um, a, a little bit um, uh, over the past year. So, so that's another one. So yeah, I like it. Let's get the Mavs uh, pacers and, and Raptors in a room and, and get one of these things done. Cause I, I think there, there's a trade there for sure between those yeah. three teams.
0: So uh, just because we're technically bouncing back and forth, I want to give you this one because this one I, I forgot I even put in here. I think it's kind of yep. crazy, and again, this is something that it all ties in, baby. You all we all talk about this. We really manifest some of these things. I want to get your take on this one because I think I, I do think this is a good one. Uh, so in this trade uh cj mccollum is traded to the pacers in return for jeremy lamb karis lavert and a lottery protected first round pick in 2023 who says no
1: that well that's crazy because i have a mccollum uh, to the pacers trade please. as well we're we're on <laughs> the here tonight uh but sorry say it again please so it was me.
0: mccollum for lamb lavert and a 2023 lottery protected first from indiana so that yeah. means you know so if if cj McCollum and the pacers like they stink then the first round pick you know is is goes back to indiana but if yeah. not then the trailblazers still get a first round pick on a team that's probably not gonna be doing well if and, you know, a two, and the, that's next season's first not this year's
1: but the blazers are getting lamb and who Savonis? and here's lavert Oh, Karis Levert, sorry, right, right. So then you, then yeah. Dame
0: has a more defensive shooting guard, or he they can move Levert yeah. to the uh, the small forward and move Norm to shooting guard.
1: Yeah, that would honestly make. And then he
0: he'd be a good playmaker because right now the like, like CJ's not really that great of a playmaker in my opinion. Uh, uh, he's actually, got a even,
1: collapsed lung, Matt. He can't even breathe. Okay, that's true. He's, that's he's true. having a tough time. So he um, would be
0: ultimately traded for a bit, and then they get another shooter with Jeremy Lamb.
1: Yeah, yeah, that they I, kind of
0: need like it's just a straight up spot up.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I I love it. Uh, I I think that that would be good for both sides, and I have considered the um, sort of Lavert uh, for McCollum uh, plus somebody else because because you you'd have to to make the salaries work, but yeah. just swapping out Levert from from McCollum, um, you know, in, in a basic sense for the Blazers, I think would would be much better, and one of the few ways that I think you could improve uh, the the Blazers right now, just swapping out McCollum for uh another guy who who offers up, up a bit more size and isn't such a you know someone someone so easily picked on on defense um yeah. and can complement Dame a little bit better so so I really like it and um, on the and,
0: other side CJ's uh you know he's a bucket getter i mean him and uh brogdon would be Him and
1: Brogdon that's that's the other thing too that i was thinking like yeah. uh, from the pacers point of view um if if you're going to pair McCollum with anyone you want uh like unlike uh, in Portland, what they're doing. Like you want a defensive minded point guard with him guy who can share the ball handling responsibilities and can shoot it when you want McCollum to have the ball, uh, you know, cause he can play, make a little bit himself. So yeah, I think that'd be really good for the pacer side too. And then
0: again, you're talking about filling up with shooters. So bonus, you can go past that yep, one. Out exactly. To you can pass it out to Brogdon. It would be a, uh, be a nice fit. Uh, yep. And then, okay. So you want to hit me with one of yours and I got one more. I mean, I love my trades. These are nuts, man. <laughs> These are actually, I, I think this one's gonna, You're going to get a little bit of goosebumps on this one.
1: Okay, well, I, I I don't want us to discuss this because it's basically the trade you just said, but I, I'm realizing how crazy this one is now because I wrote it down at work salary-wise, but they could even do straight-up Sabonis or Turner plus Levert for McCollum. So yeah, that, yeah. that salary would work, but that's a lot to give up for McCollum, so there would have to be a pick thrown in there or something. So I actually like your trade better, but but still, end result is the same. Levert to, to the Blazers, McCollum to the Pacers. Yeah. Um. I was playing around one more time. This one's kind of out there. I doubt it'll happen because the fit doesn't really work for the Pacers, but it's another Pacers Mavericks trade. Okay. Um, and it would be Stapp's Porzingis for Miles Turner and TJ Warren. You would have to hmm. talk yourself into Porzingis and Sabonis being the best front court ever somehow. And to
0: be big, They'd I don't know if you can. Or- <laughs> I, I honestly I think it would be less like I think that the Pacers would do it. I don't think that the the Mavericks would do that, just because then they would have such a like defensive back like, or front court rather. Like I think and Porzingis has been playing decent. I mean he still can't yes, push up guys at all. Like he's he's all, he's pretty much just a, a, a he's a he's a needle out there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind that though. Like it would be an interesting move. For sure. And again, again, he could stretch the floor out, kind of similar to Przingis, definitely not quite the shooter that Przingis is, both kind of rim protectors. Uh, but, and again, in this trade, uh, you're saying the Mavericks would get TJ Warren as well?
1: Yes. Which yeah. would be,
0: that would be a huge pickup for them because they don't really have that if, yeah. like, wing score at all right now.
1: I think Warren, if he could get back healthy, even to like 80% of the way where he was, you know, back in the bubble or even before that, you know, during that year where he was just a solid, you know, uh, you know, uh, role player, but elevated slightly. Like he doesn't have to be like crazy go off for, for 50 or whatever he did in the bubble Warren, yeah. but even just like uh, a partway there would help the Mavericks out so much. They need that wing scorer so badly uh, who can, you know, play off Luca a lot of the time, but who can get his own shot uh, when you need him to. Um, so, so yeah, in, in that scenario um, uh, I, I do think if I was the Mavericks and I could sort of confidently see Warren coming back at some point, I would do it. Um, but that, that does depend on Warren's health because you're right. If you're just swapping out Porzingis for Turner, you're losing a lot of your sort of scoring punch uh, up front um, and you're coming before becoming more defensive minded. And then I think that just puts more of a load on, on Luca, which, which is what you don't want to do. So yeah. it, it's, it's an interesting one, but someone would have to talk themselves into it because I don't think it's the most natural fit,
0: really. So this is my last one. And again, it's, it's pretty out there. But it's so crazy that it might just work. You may have heard this one before. Uh, and this is, if, this is if it's as if like the Pacers really just wanted to kind of blow it up and uh you know just start tanking. Uh so in this case, the Pacers would get Brooke yep. Lopez, Grayson Allen, the 2022 and 2023 second round picks from the Bucks, and their 2022 first round pick in exchange <laughs> for Demonis Sabonis. Imagine that Sabonis goes okay. to the Bucks. Now we're talking an east favorite,
1: for sure. I'm I'm trying to think, yeah. So you'd have, well, then then you'd have Sabonis playing the five for sure because you're going to want uh, Giannis yeah, yeah. out there at the four. Yeah.
0: I I, and I don't like that. So it would be it would be Drew, it would be Dante Divincenzo, it would yeah. be Middleton, Giannis, Sabonis. I think that the Pacers would still want more of a return, so maybe you'd have to somehow work in a third team there just to get them another first round pick because obviously yeah. the Bucks' first round pick is going to be in like the high twenties, but then you get the second, the two seconds, you get Grayson and Allen and then you get Brooke Lopez. Who's again, he's, he's serviceable. But again, if you want to be bad, then there's a veteran guy to help develop some of your young guys. But again, this one, I, I really like it because obviously it would be insane if the Bucks could get a bonus. Yeah. Uh, but I think that I would, I, if I had a little bit more time to focus on it, you know, maybe I should, I, I could have gotten a third team in there and try to get another lottery pick in there for the Pacers. Uh, but again, I, I think it's, they could make it work. I don't think the Pacers would do it, but it would be insane.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really interesting though. Although, even from the when you think about it from the 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 Pacers' perspective, if they are Milwaukee picks, they're not going to be that great too, which which kind of hurts hurts you. Yeah, down the line a little bit as well. But it's you're kind of tickling your fancy though, Matt. Yeah, true, true. Um, and and yeah, that that's the that's still a decent haul if, if you're just going to head for a rebound anyway, but, or a rebuild anyway, I should say. But um, even if the, you know, if, if I was the bucks, I'd be kind of thinking, Oh, Brooke Lopez getting up there in age, not, not, not as healthy right now. Miles Turner is kind of a, a, a pretty decent replacement for, for Brooke Lopez. So you could yep. maybe work a similar thing there where Lopez goes to the pacers plus picks and whatever salary you need to match. And Turner goes to the bucks. I think he'd be a, a, either of the big men from the pacers, yeah, uh, would sure. be a really really good fit fit on the bucks um because yes yeah, Sabonis would be great there um but you don't even necessarily really need his offense uh necessarily he'd be a really really good big plus and he'd, he'd pass the ball better than uh turner obviously and i think well i don't know i'm kind of going back and forth on on Sabonis. So bonus would be, would be
0: good for uh, facilitating the, for the shooters yeah you know you're I mean? right uh i i think he's probably just as good a defender as Brooke. brooks obviously again a little bit more gamey definitely more uh Definitely more intense oh, on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, but okay, that that's interesting. I like the idea. I I, I like the sneaky idea though of, of the Bucks not being complacent and saying, you know, let's let's go, yeah, I be I, I don't think they make that, I,
0: I don't think they pull the trigger. I think the Bucks are a yeah, little bit, uh, they they're going to be pl- holding their cards to the chest, but uh, probably I play around with this bonus one just because you know uh, it's hard to find teams that are equipped also to actually hold a guy like that on the roster right now.
1: Yeah, for sure yeah the, and, the, and those a, are all mine no no those those are all mine
0: all right hey so i think those I think are good got ones good ones yeah if indiana if you're if the general manager of indiana i don't know your name whatever i don't uh, care pritchard, most, pritchard okay whatever man pritchard peyton pritchard plays with the celtics <laughs> moonlights as the the gm of the uh the pacers uh if you're it's listening Kevin. yeah uh if you're listening yeah we got we got we just gave you a couple great ideas so uh take those into account yeah, I have a meeting um, and,
1: about them at least.
0: Yeah, all right. And, and we'll talk about the Pacers again in uh, maybe two months, three months, something like that. Or when whenever the, the trades happen. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we really don't talk about the Pacers. I'm thinking our season preview the most we talked about them was, uh, what was it that the, we tried? We said that their best, signing, their best signing was getting <laughs> Carlisle. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, and that was a, that was a long one, man. That was about 25 minutes. So uh, we're, uh, we're definitely, we're Pacers fans now, I guess. Uh, as yeah. long as they trade Turner to the Raptors. Uh, but moving, moving on uh in more just petty news uh someone who's always ready to be petty uh Patrick Beverly uh he he comes out in the media so so if anyone hasn't seen uh on Wednesday night the Timberwolves got absolutely spanked by uh the Utah Jazz a 32 point loss uh but after the game Patrick Beverly comes out and starts saying oh well uh, you know, I see this Rudy Gobert guy, he's supposed to be the defensive player of the year. If I was a defensive player of the year, I'd want the toughest matchup. I wouldn't want to be guarding Jared Vanderbilt, which I th- also was kind of like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Excuse I mean, obviously he's not cat, but, but yeah. So he says, uh, you know, obviously if he's, if he's really a defensive player of the year, he's the best defensive player. He should be guarding our best offensive player. Uh, he must be afraid of cat. He must be afraid. And it's like, well, and then, and then Ant-Man came out and started saying, you know, cat's so good. No one can guard you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, let's take a let's take a breather here. You guys just got thirty pieced. You can't be out here talking crazy. Uh, I, I again, this is Patrick Beverly's like ML though. This is more than he does. He gets a tech off the like. He's not even playing. He's not even dressed. He's getting a tech like this guy. I know. He thinks he's good. He thinks he's good, and he's done nothing yeah. in his career except for hurt uh, Russell Westbrook. That's it's probably true, his yeah. biggest claim to fame. Yeah. even then, people forget that even happened. So it was like ten years ago. I
1: know. How crazy um, is that? Okay, and I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that up specifically because I I I'm ready to to declare um, and and uh, I'm I'm gonna do a little preamble here. I, I watched the Clippers uh and versus the Celtics game I, it, that was on either last night or the night before, uh, so either Thursday night or Wednesday night here. It mm-hmm. was a close game down to the wire in L. A. Um, And the Clippers went on to beat the Celtics who are kind of shorthanded and the Clippers aren't doing great, but they're doing okay. And I was watching at the end of the game, them kind of high-fiving each other after the win Um, camaraderie seemed good. I like the energy of the Clippers and I'm so much more confident in the, in the Clifford or the Clippers just because Patrick Beverly is gone. (laughs) Like Patrick Beverly is, I think he is the worst player you can have on your team. Like he does not bring good winning energy at all. And I think like, Yes, he's helped the Timberwolves out a little bit. Like he's gonna help a bad team out a little bit, especially one that sure. struggles on defense. Well, and they been he's one also, of the
0: worst teams on defense for he, years.
1: Yes, well, exactly. So you know, he's he's gonna bring some goodness to them, and, and he does sort of immediately when he joins the team, he brings quote unquote like toughness and you know mm-hmm. dog mentality, whatever. But I think uh, I'm just I'm so I'm so completely convinced now that he's just not a guy you want around if you're trying to win. Um, I I just think he does so many boneheaded things. Like trying to be tough. Like there was there was a game even this year in the Timberwolves. Right, uh, towards the end, it was close. He was like yelling at, at people, saying "Don't fucking move." And then he that same game, he got like a stupid tech for like swatting at someone or took a dumb foul. Um, yeah. and and everyone's like, "What are you doing man? And yeah, these comments um uh, about Gobert, they're just kind of nonsensical. Cause I'm like, "What are you are you saying you should? Uh, I was gonna you say- <laughs> should get some consideration, yeah. like Luca. You are Luca's son now because yeah, uh, you supposedly the. You, you know in your mind probably the best one of the best perimeter defenders in the nba got back down like a little baby eight times in a row and they took you off luka Doncic. um you know in two seconds obviously luka Doncic is uh one of the premier offensive players we have in this league but um still i just oh uh, well if you're I gonna talk really all just this gets crap, of my skin man
0: you, you, you gotta back some of it up
1: i know like, and all he, the he crap
0: he never and, has
1: and he still can't hit an open three-point shot he'll hit every once at one yeah. every once in a while and freak out like like he, he, he's one of the championship or something and Um, You know, he he slaps the floor and and plays really intense defense, but he's mostly just kind of running around out there. He's not, he's not someone I'd consider like a smart defender in any way. He just sort of like, you can tell he's really trying, but um, I don't know, man. I'm so over Patrick Beverly. I, 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 I think he's going to sort of contribute to the downfall of the Timberwolves. I would put more money on that than him ultimately helping them get anywhere like in the playoffs or anything. So. You know, I understand why they picked him up for this year, but be cautious if you're going to have Patrick Beverly on your team because things tend to go sour after a while.
0: Well, and, and again, I, 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 maybe you were doing that on purpose, but it's funny that you bring up, you know, that you said, you literally said he's just out there running around. That's the Russell Westbrook, Pat Beverly, yeah, running around. <laughs> I uh, know. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's poetic. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It, and for a young team, it just sets a bad example. Cause again, Ant-Man, yeah, you know, like Ant-Man I think was being a little more playful and he was at least positive about it. Like he wasn't yeah. being, like, you know, straight outward, like to go bear. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a petty league. Everybody knows that nobody's going to be getting in each other's face really. Yeah. Um, but, and, and again, they just got 30 pieced. Like, it's like, okay, well if the go bear did guard cat, you guys probably would have lost by 45. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know why you think this would be better for you. Like, I, I, I really don't know what the whole point of this was. And again, for a Timberwolves team that right now is uh, I believe sitting at the nine seed, I mean they, they're a playoff team. they at least they're going to be in that that play-in tournament. I mean right now yeah. they don't need these distractions. They don't need to be trying to you know win off the court. Uh, they need to focus on getting results on the court because uh, you know saying some guy should have been guarding another guy doesn't help you when you're losing.
1: No, it, it's it's so stupid and yeah, really just immature and and showing the sort of the the reason that the the Timberwolves have been struggling even this year like this is a good year for them but yeah. they they've had a lot of kind of dumb losses inexplicable losses and stretches where they've looked bad and stretches where they've looked good and so you know all the credit to them they, they like as you say they are they are in the play and hunt right now but um especially like i, I know cat was doing or, or not cat ant. i always confuse ant and cat three syllable solo- and Fox. Yeah. Yeah. We still got to work on that, uh, uh, happening. Uh, whoever you are, GM, is it still Vlade? I, I won't mention the team. We, we, we were not yeah, allowed to mention. I think it's
0: Vlade. We'll say it's Vlade. Vlade. But, uh,
1: come on, make it happen, man. We want all the animals together. Um, but, uh, like even, uh, Ant, you know, saying Gobert doesn't put fear in your heart. Like what the hell does that mean? You can't say that about, uh, a team you just lost by 32. Like, yeah. he's like, Oh, Porzingis is the best rim protector in the league. Like, shut up man this this this, that that really doesn't matter right now you should be you know all you should really take responsibility for why you guys uh, got blown off the court obviously you weren't gonna you know it's it's not there's no shame in losing to the utah jazz who are one of the best teams in in the league um but you know don't 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 go off like this I, i don't know what the point of it is and and i it was weird seeing like two different guys sort of bring it up, kind of like take shots at another team that just blew you out. I, I, I don't think I've really ever even seen that. Uh, You know, I I can't remember the last time um, that was done. And, but it was weird too, because on the Patrick Beverly comments, I was looking on Instagram and PJ Tucker commented uh, on, on Patrick Beverly's uh, sort of, I don't know if it was his post or someone reporting on the post and said like, yeah, I've been saying that for years, but people don't know. Like about how um, Rudy Gobert doesn't defend the best players, but I'm like, guys are, are, are you just salty you want like perimeter perimeter def- defenders to get more love here like i know rudy gobert has got you know maybe in a lot of people's eyes more defensive player of the years than than he deserves but mm. he anchors like the best uh regular yeah. season defensive uh team in the league and has done so for like three or four straight years uh rebounds the hell out of the ball especially on the defensive end and ch- changes so many shots and i don't even believe anthony edwards when he says he doesn't put fear in his uh no that's a lie like, yeah Go and you go and try and you know dunk and finish over Rudy Gobert. He's got it's something not crazy, like
0: almost a ten foot wingspan. Like he's—it's insane. It's like he's a stifle tower for a reason. And, yeah. and again, this—I'm glad you brought you know PJ Tucker also chiming in on this. Uh, another like loudmouth guy, uh, yeah. a little bit, little bit better than than uh, than Pat Bev. Uh, yeah. I'll give him that. But yeah, I, I was going to ask you because I know you're not a huge Gobert fan yourself, but. When did this narrative come around that like Gobert's not that good? Like when did this all start? Cuz now it just seems like everybody wants to throw shade on him the second they get the chance. And it's like he, they aren't just handing him these these defensive player of the year. It's like, "Yes, no. it maybe like he shouldn't have won every single time that he's gotten it." But but you can't argue with this. Like, I mean, no. you like if you're going to make fun of him for something, make fun of him for crying when he didn't make the All-Star game. That you can make yeah. fun of him for. That was funny. That was stupid. Um, but, but this is just ridiculous. Like he, he, I guess you said he does so many other little things. Cause again, I think you know, the casual, you know, and apparently I was going to say casual basketball fan, but apparently the casual <laughs> basketball viewer for including these NBA guys, uh, like yeah. best the defensive player of the year doesn't just mean the guy who is the best at playing on ball defense. There's so much yeah. more that goes into defense than just yeah. can this guy score on me or not. Uh, it, 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 I think all the best defenders in NBA history would tell you the same thing. If you can disrupt shots, if you can play on the help side, if you can clear out the lane, if you can get the rebound, like it, it's yep. there's so many more things that go again. Stopping fast breaks, how huge is that for Rudy Gobert? He's not the most mobile guy, but he uses his length and position to get back, and he stops a lot of these fast breaks. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sick of Patrick Beverly. I have been for a while, as I said before, uh, and I'll bring it up again. His whole time in the Clippers, when it was supposed to be his decade, uh, <laughs> his his tribute montage, which he shouldn't even have gotten, uh, he ended up getting a tribute where it was just him yelling from the bench and clapping a lot. So, great job, Pat Bev. You're you're sick, man. Yeah,
1: well, uh, well that's done. like well I done, haven't Rudy. had a
0: rant in a while, but yeah, Pat Bev, you're trash for real. And
1: and like uh, talking about Rudy Gobert, he he's. Uh, his field goal percentage right now is 73%, uh, which is leading the league right now. Um, so he, he, yeah, he's not an offensive minded player, but he still is incredibly efficient on that end and plays well within the Utah system, catches lobs um, and just gives you efficient offense uh, as well. So it, like he, he's not just a one trick pony. He also sets some of the best screens in the NBA too. his big body um, and, you know, dribble handoffs as well. Like yeah, uh, the, the, I, I think maybe honestly part of it is the fact that he's from France. And, you know, maybe a lot of these guys yeah. don't sort of respect him as much as as, as if he were or um, if he was like an American star. Cause I don't know. I think No, know, that
0: definitely like I mean, over the years, I mean, even still to this day, Euro guys don't get the respect unless they're like a Dirk or a Luca, you know?
1: Yeah. Or and, and I think people tend to not like there because he's not like he's not like that typical sort of like American um, uh, like baller like he doesn't have like traditional like basketball skills he doesn't have like a good jump shot he, he can't dribble the ball obviously um because he you know he, he's basically in the league because of his his um, height and athleticism um, yeah. and he you know he's picked up the skills along the way so like uh, and a lot of times those guys aren't respected as much especially by their their fellow players but when when you just look at his impact and and what he does in terms of actually winning basketball games which again is what this is all supposed to be about it's not supposed to be about uh, your defensive highlight package pat bev where you know you're you know hounding guys um and you know picking guys up full court in a random november game at the end of the yeah. day that doesn't matter everyone else is playing for championships um so so yeah i i, I do think and, and this is like you said I've got, i'm not the biggest gobert fan in the world i wouldn't have given him that massive contract i understand that utah had to do it um because uh, you want to retain a guy like that but you know so so i'm not even you know that yeah the the biggest gobert guy but um, you know, the, the shade they were throwing on him was, uh, just totally undeserved. And again, just so embarrassing after you lose by 30 points, get it together, Minnesota. If you want to be, uh, treated like a real adult franchise, you got to start acting like it. So please
0: yeah uh and then to move on uh you know where we were talking about this guy again uh last shout out, last time i do it i promise well i can't promise that actually but uh an all-time great power forward uh charles barkley uh you guys uh hopefully know as a player but i'm sure a lot of you also know him as uh inside uh the nba uh one of the many of the many co-hosts there uh charles barkley yeah Never, never going to mince words. That's why we love Chuck. Uh, he's he's always out there uh, saying what's on his mind. And he really came after Anthony Davis and uh, you know, rightfully so this isn't the first time Anthony Davis has been ripped by the inside, uh, the NBA guys. I know Shaq's, you know, crit- criticized him before, but Charles really coming out and you know saying he need, like, what, what is his point? Why do people keep thinking that he's some amazing player? Because, and, and it is true. And the more, and I think this NBA 75 selection really put like yeah, a target sort of. on his back. Yeah, ever yeah. Since then, you know, people look at his like his his history in the NBA. They look at his stats uh, and they look at what he's doing now. Sure, he's had some injury troubles too. But before he went to the Lakers and he had LeBron carrying him, he gets out of the first round once. Uh, yeah. He he has all, obviously these All Star appearances. He finishes third in MVP voting one time, and I believe that was a year that LeBron was hurt, so he wasn't in there. Uh, yeah. It's it's embarrassing to see a team that's obviously struggling. They they're older. And it's primed for Anthony Davis to be taking over. And LeBron was saying it the second that Anthony Davis got there, that he was ready to hand the reins over to him and let him be that leader. LeBron is yep. still the king there, and Anthony Davis looks afraid. He's playing against subpar competition. He's getting dunked on by a Time Lord Robert <laughs> Williams, for God's sake! How are you going to let that happen? That guy's six foot eight, playing center. You're supposed to be a franchise player, an all-timer, and you're getting dunked and our on. Our defensive by a guy player of the year pick. Yeah. Our, oh my God. What a bad pick. I mean, he's still got the, the, you know, the miles Turner inflated defensive stats, but I mean, <laughs> this is brutal. Like, and, and, but Charles is totally right. He, he calls him out and he said, you need to be doing better. You're supposed to be in your prime of your career. And this is what you're doing right now. Uh, I, and again, I don't have any answers Like we've talked with the Lakers. And I feel like every single time we talk about the Lakers, it's always a new problem. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even like locker rooms issues. It's just guys not playing to the level they should be. Um, and and that's exactly what this is. Like there's so much talent on this team, obviously again, an older team, but Anthony Davis is supposed to be the guy who's, you know, the guy he's, he's gotta be taking over. He's gotta be taking these next steps. And so far he's done nothing to help them, uh, long-term and he's done nothing to put on court, uh, reliability for his team. He's, he's just done the same thing. He's done his entire career, gone a couple of blocks. He'll get his shots up, and when it comes to crunch time, not up or shut up, he he walks off the court. He doesn't he he, uh, he, he has very few big winning plays in his career. Yeah, you can name true. all of them. They're in the butt that he hit the buzzer at the bubble, and he hit the buzzer over Durant right. oh, okay, and Westbrook, so yeah. And again, yeah. and that got them into the playoffs just so they could get embarrassed by Steph Curry and the Warriors. Yeah. So yeah. AD, you're a fraud, man. I'm ready to throw the fraud label on him. Oh
1: <laughs> well, and, and I, I think i today, Easily. I think I yeah you got that's the second mini rant here wow that's that's a record um but I I, I think I've I said that a, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Lakers that Anthony yeah. Davis this needs to be put more on his shoulders I don't care how much time LeBron James misses you have two apparently actually well technically three even without LeBron James top seventy five players of all time uh in Russell Westbrook Carmelo Anthony and uh, and Anthony Davis and. I a hundred percent. I agree with Chuck. I'm glad he, he said, said something um, because you're right. He doesn't mince words and sort of says what a lot of other people are thinking. Um, And, and, and I'm glad someone said it uh, because you, you also hit the nail on the head too, that it's not his overall stats because his stats, if you just looked at them are pretty good. He's still averaging 24 per game, 10 Mm. rebounds um, you know, three assists, which is pretty, pretty average for him uh, across the board. He's obviously shooting horribly from three, uh, yeah, 18%, that, yeah. I believe, but he's also interestingly enough, interestingly enough, uh, his two point percentage is ca- career high. So he's hitting the sort of mid range shots and inside interior shots, uh, that he takes, but he just can't hit a three. Um, and he's shooting a career low for free throw percentage as well. So when he gets to the line, he's hovering kind of low seventies there, which is not sneakily a-, a problem for them because I think, um, you know, when, if he's a, a good free throw shooter and is mm. aggressive and, and goes down there and, and, you know, seeks out fouls, um, and can knock them down at a good clip, that's, that's a whole new dimension to the, uh, Lakers offense, especially in the playoffs. But if you're only going to be shooting low seventies, um, that that's not as efficient of a game plan. Um, but, uh, and even his rebounding is up from last year, but like you said, he doesn't have any sort of plays you can point to this year where in the clutch and the Lakers Have probably been in more close games than any other fucking team. They seem to be in close games against everyone, whether it's fucking Detroit or the Clippers or whoever it is. And Anthony Davis just for whatever reason does not want to take that responsibility um, of you know going and taking over a game, hitting the big shots, making the big plays uh on either side of the ball, uh, you know, down the stretch. And then what's worse is if you're not gonna take the reins, Anthony Davis, do you know who will? Russell Westbrook, the worst late two gate last two minutes player, uh, probably of our generation. Um, because not only is he bad, but he thinks he's amazing. So yeah. he's going to go out and lose you these games. And then you're, you put LeBron in this situation where he, he can't rest uh, as comfortably as, or as much as he probably would have liked like the, uh, a, a team built around. I don't even care who the fuck else you have. You can have a retirement home uh, a, around, which basically the Lakers do. do. Um, but if you have Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, you should be able to have a killer pick and roll that, uh, you know, a, a relentless offensive attack that, you know, that can you can sort of run a bunch of different options off of, you know, whether you kick the ball out and then swing it for a three for Carmelo or yeah. or Monk or Ellington, or whoever you've got uh, whether that's Westbrook going all the way to the rim. Anthony Davis, you know, he can roll or he can pop. Like there's so many different things you can do. But Anthony Davis, he's just, yeah, like you said, hit the nail on the head, just not doing what he should be doing. And it is the prime of his career. He is supposed to be, he's thought of as, and I think he thinks of himself as probably, you know, probably behind Giannis, the best power forward that we have and one of the top five big men that we have. And even if you include like centers. Yeah. And uh, he, he's just not, he's just not playing like it um and again the stats are kind of misleading that's why you got to kind of look beyond it and look at the lakers record and their record in close games and their net rating in close games like it's just it's just not good and if if lebron especially if lebron james isn't going to be playing it's got to fall to 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 anthony davis because he's the best player on that on that team by far uh when lebron's out so uh, i'm all for him taking more responsibility for this because i I do put it firmly on on his shoulders mm -hmm. the lakers struggles
0: well, and even, to, you know, just to be topical, Lakers just lost by 13 to the Memphis Grizzlies with a John Morant Good uh, God. in Memphis. Uh, Anthony Davis, not a horrible game stat-wise, but again, yeah, 22-8, 50% from the field, uh, three for four from three throw percentage, so maybe he's trying to get that, but again, one for four uh, from deep.
1: And, and and I just had the question, like, when have you ever seen, seen Anthony Davis, like, fired up or, like, excited or in, like, a post-game interview where he's, like, you know –
0: yeah, he sure.
1: seemed like pissed off after a loss or really fired up after a win. Like he's always like so even keeled, you know, says the same thing. Like he just doesn't seem to have like the killer like mentality or that he even really like wants it must that be added. Canadian, man. Yeah, he's, he's got to be something from Winnipeg or something. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, but, it's it's weird. It's it's. Uh... I don't know what it is.
0: Well, and and here's the thing, and I and again, I hate to throw this out there because it's it, it is a disrespectful thing to say. So again, I it's want to call it man. Because, it's
1: it's, it's got to be the unibrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, because again, these these guys put in hours and hours, and again, they're 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 better athletes uh, than I could ever have dreamt to be. So it's not like I'm gonna I'm it's coming close, out here and though. telling them, yeah, it's, it is close. You saw me at the run, uh, but we where it's, I don't think he's really working that hard. I really don't. I know, me I'm neither. Getting lazy, and, I, and again, you brought it up there, and it was something I was going to mention. If you are, if your free throw percentage is getting worse, there's yep. no other correlation than you're just not working on your game because yep. your free throw percentage should only ever get better. It's yep. it's it's a free throw. It it's it, there's no explanation. There's no excuses unless you're just on some crazy cold streak. I can understand that, but other than that, there's no way any player, any athlete, if there's something as easy as that, that you're getting worse, that's like uh, an NFL wide receiver he starts, his catch percentage just keeps going down every year. Yeah. It's like, what, how, how does that make any sense? That's yeah. the one thing you got to do. And again, if you're an NBA player, like like you've seen these guys, like uh, you know, they, they even DeAndre Jordan. He's fixed his, his free throw shooting. He was one of the worst ever yeah. and he was yeah. able to fix it a little bit. Like, and again, a guy we talked about before uh, in our all-time uh, podcast. Not apologizing for uh, mentioning it again, but Shaq Diesel, another former Laker, uh, another guy who was infamous for not working very hard, and his free yeah. throw percentage did what? It tanked. It never got better. So yeah. Anthony Davis, uh, I- I've I've wasted enough breath talking about this. I- again, they were Lakers were my championship pick this year. Uh, embarrassing for me, but I mean, hey. I've had worse and, to and lose. you
1: know what, I, I'm going to just throw one more word out there. And it's probably the, the, the last word you'd want to hear as a, a, a basketball player. But I think all this talk of him, uh, you know, resisting their uh, playing center, which we all know would be the best uh, for the Lakers in this current situation. The roster is currently constructed. If he plays AD plays the five, it opens up so much more possibilities for them. I think he's soft. I don't mm-hmm. think he wants to do it. I, I think he, he's just, he, he's soft and has been for a while, but it was kind of hidden. He, he hides behind the skills that he has, which are obviously some of the best in the game, um, you know, mi- mixed with his height and, you know, his his long arms and everything. Like, uh, not to take away from, from the player that he's been so far, which is, you know, l- l- like we're saying, one of the best big men that the league has had for the past 10 plus years. But I, I, I do just think he, he, in a lot of ways, he's soft because he should want that challenge if, yeah. if he knows that it can help his team win a championship he should he should and, and and not to mention you look down the bench and you've got Dwight and DeAndre as your two centers like yeah no shit it's not good to have them on the floor when you can just do yeah. that and have you know Horton and Tucker and, and better sort of perimeter guys who can make threes out there um, and like uh, we, we've talked about this before. You're not going up against the big, you know, huge muscle men of the nineties. There aren't really that many big centers anymore. Like what the hell are you worried about? Like, uh, uh, I don't know what it is. And if I was the Lakers, you know, his teammates and, and uh, you know, the front office, I would be frustrated about that too. Just play center. It, it's yeah. the, it's the best thing for you and for the team. Um, and I think you would see the Lakers win so many more games. It, it would open so much more up if he just sort of moved there full time. But uh, yeah, his resistance to that, I'm calling him soft here. Um, And uh, we'll we'll see if he can turn it around because this is not looking good for the Lakers. I know a lot of people were sort of waiting to judge them until after Christmas or far into the season, but this is, this is just bad because uh, I, another thing I called earlier in the season, I don't think LeBron's going to be the same, no matter how much rest he gets, he's still going to be incredible. But I don't think he is going to be able to carry this team without a good Anthony Davis through the other good West teams like the warriors and the Suns and the jazz. So, so we'll see, it, it could be another sort of disappointing playoff exit uh, for the Lakers. Uh, and to be honest, it's, it's looking that way so far this year.
0: So, and I'm glad you brought up LeBron there. So we're going to shift gears uh, to another, this is a really weird. And this one again, transcends, you know, we're not, this has nothing to do with on court basketball. It's just something that, you know, I, the media, you know, is kind of touching on, but nobody really wants to give it a lot of play here, but um, Ennis Fr- Ennis Freedom, uh, his now his new legal name as a U.S. citizen. Uh, I mean, hey, meta world peace. Uh, at least that like sounded cool, but whatever. Uh, uh, Freedom, uh, you know, all over social media, and he's been doing this for actually quite some time. Really calling out LeBron just because he's you know the he's the poster boy of the NBA, saying that he doesn't care about you know human rights issues, especially you know involving uh you know the 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 the, the, the CCP uh you know and, and things that are going on uh within the borders of of China that you know canner's uh you know alleging uh and, and and trust me uh i'm i'm on i'm on canner's side for, for a good portion of what of what he has to say um yeah. in, in terms of you know these these uh you know human rights issues but at the at the end of the day what do you want lebron james to do and so he's yeah. been on this tirade the past like a week, especially since he's done the name change, calling out LeBron saying LeBron doesn't care. He's done nothing to help. He's uh, essentially helping the, the the Chinese government persecute and oppress millions and millions of people. And really LeBron is some guy who plays basketball in America. Um, and yeah. so again, he, he's starting all the smoke on Twitter and uh, the, the Lakers play uh, the Celtics and Freedom is on the bench, quiet as a mouse, not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. The King's right there. He's staring him down, doesn't do anything. Russ goes over to the sideline. He starts clapping in uh, Ennis's face, his former teammate, My dad yeah. It's an interesting, weird situation because it's like, this was a good opportunity for Ennis Freedom to really <laughs> prove his point, you know, draw back, you know, even get a tech from the bench if you really care about this. It's just, I don't know. I, I just think the whole situation is just, gone wild it's where we've we've kind of lost the point here and again i just for lebron has done a whole lot of good outside of the court so i just think it's such a weird guy to pinpoint this issue yeah. like he he's not phil knight like he doesn't run nike i mean he phil knight doesn't run nike anymore either but you know what I yeah. mean? it's not it's not like he's the he's the guy anymore like it's it's not like he's the one making these calls he's not going in, he's like dennis Rodman was literally in north korea why don't you talk to him about human <laughs> rights issues
1: yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, that's what I thought too. Like it would be one thing if Ennis sort of called out uh, player X, you know, whoever it is that sort of, you know, maybe uh, sort of has never like spoken up about anything or, you know, yeah. whatever, that would be one thing that I would maybe understand a little bit more if he was trying to encourage him or, you know, or, or even multiple players to sort of be more outspoken or, or with this and this, but like Le- LeBron is one of the most, outspoken athletes that we've pretty much ever seen especially as a guy as a face of a franchise like look at or 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 even more than a franchise face of the league but like look at Michael Jordan and all the criticism he got for for kind of staying out of politics when he was a player and not you know sort of making his views um, known on a bunch of different issues but like LeBron has no problem with doing that and LeBron knows what it's like to take criticism like he gets all the Fox news anchors riled up. They tell him yeah. to shut up and dribble, you know, when he, so like he, I, I don't understand why you would be going after him because not everyone can be, not everyone can tackle like every issue. Like yeah, yeah. LeBron, obviously, cause it's the thing that hits, uh, you know, closest to home for him is uh, like looking at sort of domestic social issues within the United States to do with anti-black racism and, and social justice and things like that. And that makes sense. And like, yeah, Enes Cantor is from Turkey, so he's going to, um, you know, focus on the sort of human rights violations going on in, yeah. in that part of the world and in, in China, which is closer to home for him.
0: And I believe so, he's also he, he's Muslim as well, I believe. So uh, yeah. I Another added, uh, you know, uh, it definitely hits close to home for him.
1: For, for sure. And because because of China's, you know, uh, persecution of the Uyghurs um, and, you know, all, all that sort of documented stuff, which, like you said at the beginning, obviously uh, not Uh, not something that you, anyone can condone, just the horrible things Mm -hmm. that um, that regime is doing. uh, And and, uh, along with the whole Tibet situation and everything else, like he's spoken about all of it. Um, and, and that's fine to do, but I just don't think this is a very constructive way to do it. Like he's, he called out Jeremy Lin before too.
0: I was going to say NBA uh, champion, Jeremy Lin.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, who, again, like, I, I just don't think he, he deserves that. Like he, he is not a spokesperson for the Chinese communist party or the, you know, China in general, like this is, this is not, um, you know, they're not the people you should be going after. I don't think so. At the end of the day, it's just kind of counterproductive and, and uh, you know, in my mind, just just doesn't make much sense. And also, uh, like, it, it, I also just wanted to to to, to point out, uh, Ennis, that you are employed by the NBA. Like, are you really yeah. going to clown like or, or sort of criticize LeBron for? for being a part of this corporation that you view sort of like bows down to China and doesn't stand up to them because, you know, there's a history of this and the the criticism is fair. Like the whole Daryl Morey tweet um, that really Mm -hmm. pissed off, you know, in support of Hong Kong, it really pissed off the Chinese government. And then, you know, the NBA sort of coming out with their sort of slew of statements saying they, you know, stand with, with China, obviously, you know, the NBA has a big market uh, in China and they want to protect their business interests and you can criticize them for that all you want, but like, NS you are paid by the NBA. Like you, you are part of their whole sort of broader. Yeah, but he changed product his, his part
0: sneakers. Of his sneakers have political things on them. Now it's cool. <laughs> right. It's yeah, exactly. he's, he's alienated himself. He's a, he's an yeah. anti-hero, the guy that we never asked for. And, and, and freedom.
1: And like, I, I, I just, I, I want yeah, to, yeah, to, be clear, like we, we, we want to stand sort of with the message and the things that he is
0: for sure trying to, yeah.
1: to put out to the world. I just don't understand where he's going with, sort of the delivery and calling out the guys specifically that he is, because uh, I I just, uh, I I think they're, they're doing their own part in their own way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, just because you're not sort of as spoken about one thing, doesn't mean you don't know about it or or don't care about it as much. You just sort of, you know uh, people can help in different ways basically. And it's just weird the way he's going about it.
0: Yeah, well, and again, I like I I think that maybe one of the parts that and a lot of people were on LeBron about this too is you know he he also didn't stand uh, firmly you know with Hong Kong uh, yeah. when all of that was going on uh, you know kind of just being a bit of a fence sitter uh, yeah. and you know definitely did, you know did he and I will give give this to to Caner's credit for any of these comments about LeBron that yes yeah, so LeBron did just kind of you know. Stay with the business, you know, didn't want to ruffle any more feathers of the NBA, but whether he said that or not, what difference is that going to make?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, yes.
0: Yes. Obviously it would be good publicity and it would raise a lot more awareness, but I mean, it, it, he's not there. He's not fighting on the front lines. He's not going to be doing that. Uh, yeah. and I mean, uh, I mean, and his freedom, you know, he's done, he's done his part. He's, uh, you know, been involved in a lot of things. I believe it was the Turkish government was out to like, they had a bounty on his head at one point. Yeah.
1: He does. Right I still, think actually, well, I think he still doesn't play in Canada. He's too scared to go out of the U S or he was for a while. Yeah. He, he didn't play when his team would go, go play the Raptors. Cause he was too scared. He was going to be assassinated, which is not a laughing matter, obviously, but, no. uh, what a just crazy situation, um, to, to be in. I can't even imagine. Um, and then, but uh yeah
0: to call out nba champion jeremy lin who's playing in the chinese like the cba he's playing in the chinese basketball league How, yeah what what do you want him to do <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. if, if all, with all these things going on yeah he'll speak out and then we'll never hear from him again it'll yeah. or or if we do hear from him again it'll be a very framed uh very <laughs> scripted message again uh okay. as we've seen with several other athletes and uh you know vocal people who've uh you know outspoken against the the ccp uh yeah. and then that that's that's literally what's happened i mean you could go look it up i mean there's a and again i apologize i'm a, i'm not a big tennis guy uh but there was a female tennis star uh in the past uh you know a couple of weeks that uh, was uh, outspoken uh citing sexual, uh, you know, uh, sexual sexual allegations well. and then she went quiet was missing for a while it was only until it was brought to, to light that she was missing and then she came up with I am safe everything's good China's amazing <laughs> and it's like okay yeah that's uh, that's definitely for real yeah. um but everyone I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that section of the podcast definitely something a little bit different uh but we figured it was topical enough and uh, we want we want to get all of our bases covered cuz uh, you know I think that this is also something that the media in general uh, especially sport media, uh, people don't like to talk about it because it is controversial and, you know, yep. wherever you fall on these lines, I mean, uh, that's your opinion. You're entitled to that. We're entitled to our opinion. We're not uh, here to say who's right and who's wrong. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, again, kind of what, what our whole point with, uh, you know, and his freedom is right now that, yep. uh, he's not, he can't, he can't be in a position to be, you know, the, the judge jury and the executioner. So, uh, yeah. hopefully you guys, uh, you know, you enjoyed this, uh, this section of the pod. Uh, I mean, I, I, I liked having the open uh, forum discuss with you for legal. It was nice. It was refreshing.
1: It was, it was, we're, we're, we're very astute, uh, political mm-hmm. observers and I'm glad we, we finally got to, uh, to showcase that. It was, it was great. It was hey,
0: great. shout out to, uh, politically speaking, uh, taught us everything we knew.
1: Thank you, Paul you're the man
0: (laughs) uh but to larry
1: miller shout out larry miller
0: actually no yeah (laughs) i'll I'll bleep that one out yeah maybe maybe i will maybe i won't we'll see uh maybe it might be better to leave it in and then hear me say that uh i think that might might, might throw some more gas on the flames we're gonna lose all of our gray bruce listeners man damn fuck um but everybody uh thank you so so much for listening again uh we've been blowing up lately. I mean, things have been going amazing. Uh, The support has been fantastic. Uh, Even, you know, uh, a lot of you guys going back and re-listening to some of our older podcasts, uh, you know, really means a lot to us uh we're we're working on some big things we're we're pushing through social media at big dog ball talk twitter instagram tiktok is going to be running around the corner soon uh yeah. we're still monday and fridays every single week and that's including the holidays so uh you know that that's really the biggest present you could ask for uh is oh, big Dog oh. big Ball talk uh underneath the uh, the, the chimney there uh <laughs> it's it's going to be uh it's gonna be a great ride, and we're we're taking this uh, all the way into 2022, and so a lot of big things to come, guys. So uh, keep it rolling. Uh, your support's uh, keeping us going. So uh, thank you very yep. much for that. And uh, I've been Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel, and uh, as my friend Jordan always said. Uh
1: you are going to go out and see the world. You just gotta go do it. I don't know when. I remind you, I gotta get but you gotta
0: do it. I do gotta get my passport. Uh, is it, is it's it's, it's been a while. But I, what, there's like one you can get with like 20 years or something. It's like a, it's like a granddaddy one. Maybe it's not that long, but there's, there's one you can get. It's a long time because I, I haven't been out of the country since I went to France, where, uh, one of the most romantic times of my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God. Um, so
0: you're you're more you're more an avid traveler than I am, though
1: uh well I've, I've done some some more recently I, but the thing is I, I really didn't travel internationally when i was a kid so i, I really Same wanted to, to get my fill yep. um ha, yeah had a nice hero trip uh, but uh matt, great movie we, we, not really it, but <laughs> yeah national lampoon i uh, showed them out have you seen christmas vacation matt by the way of course, yeah yeah
0: it's great Wait, yeah, really, it's a good cottage film even when it's not christmas
1: you're right, you're right. But Matt, uh, you and me, go. we should go back to do a Germany trip. Back back to 100%. the, 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 the roots. 100%. Deutschland. Yep. Boy, speaking yep, of Let's plan it. Let's plan it. I, uh, my family's from a little t- tiny town under a mountain. So
0: hey, I'd love it. it. Uh, we can go back. Uh, I want to go stomping grounds, check out uh, some Transylvania. That's kind of my roots. That would be that'd be beautiful, Jordan. We can hold hands. We can wear lederhosen, and we can drink out of some Steins. Uh, it, it'll be beautiful, and uh, you know it's a—it'll be a truly a uh, patriotic moment for us. I think that we really reconnect with our youth. I—I uh, I think that we have some German listeners, so if, uh, any of our—if uh, any of our Germaniacs that are listening, uh, you know, yeah, feel free to come. We we'll, yeah. we'll come. tell, tell us where we
1: are. Welcome!
0: Can't wait. Tell us where to go. Uh, we will. we'll—we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll all party together. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jordan, uh, we'll, I'll see you in Germany. You, 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 think it's on you.